Well, hey, hey, sports fans. It's another episode of Fork Sports Highway. Uh, we're doing it tonight uh, rather than Thursday, Thursday night, tomorrow night, because I've got some uh, scheduling conflicts and things going on. But uh, in the studio tonight, we've got, of course, uh, the legend Bill Deutsch over here. Hola, Monte. Hey. And uh, over here <clears throat> in the other seat, we've got uh, sometime producer uh, Katie Staus. Oh, yeah. There she Applause. is. We need applause button. Oh, you got to turn it up. There you go. <laughs> you did wow. that. He did that on purpose. Go Knights. Wow. Good go job. Go Knights. And then um, over here, we've got the delightful Raven, troublemaker herself in the house. There she is. And um, yeah, well, there you go. And then we've got our producer, uh, Dale Kulas. And sports uh, junkie analyst uh, extraordinaire. That's what he is for us. There his thumb. And then, uh, uh, albeit we've got one of the owners and 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 the real personality and uh, celebrity in the house, uh, Mr. John Roberts. Hi. Yeah. Off camera. Woo. Yep. Oh, John. So anyway, we got some guests tonight, and uh, there's uh, indoor. Arena Football League in Fargo. Their team is called the Fargo Invaders. Um, we got a, the coach, the quarterback, and the uh, owner-president of, of the franchise. And I, and I know they had a game a couple weeks ago uh, with the uh, Rapid City Marshals, I think they were called. Um, so we want to get a little information as to uh, exactly what this league is all about. Who and the where they play. And Yeah, that's the other thing, where they play. So uh, can you... Yep, there we go. So, so okay, we got uh, Coach Jones. You want to introduce yourself? Oh, shoot. Uh, the audio is... Hey, that, hey. We have the audio a little bit. Is your mic muted? Oh, Monty. Monty. Oh, Mon- Monty, you got to keep their volume. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right, it's me. Okay, so... so <laughs> oh, Monty made a mistake. They didn't tell me that was going to be the volume. You're not used to doing Zoom calls. Sorry, Monty. Forgot about that. I like how you blame it on someone else, Monty. Well, it was. It's Paul's fault. Um, so, so we've got the uh, uh, Paul's Coach, in the house. Coach Jones. We'll have you introduce yourself first. Hey, Coach Jones. I'm the head coach of the Fargo Invaders. Uh, ex-player took over head coach this year, and uh, I'm enjoying it very much so so far. And and then you've got the team owner president next to you there. Is you want to introduce yourself, sir? Yes, sir. I'm the team president, uh, Clive Bryant. I'm also an ex-player. This is uh, my first year taking over after uh, the previous president, Matt Petsnick, stepped down. Okay, so so you guys are like actually in season right now, or about to be in season? About to be in season, yes. And and so, like I said, I understand you you, you played the uh, a team from Rapid City, and and so who's up next? Uh, Gillette Mustangs in Gillette, oh, Wyoming. Wyoming. Oh yeah, and and is that going to be a road game or 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 a home game? Road game. And and so, what kind of facility that you playing in in Gillette? Because this is indoor, right? Yes, sir. All the games. All every game indoor. And so, when you play in Fargo, where do you play? It would be the Shields Arena. So, so, so basically, you can play in any <laughs> hockey arena. Then, yes, sir. Most of the hockey arenas, uh, the actual facility is measured out already, and all we have to do is lay the turf. Then you just have turf that you bring with you. 
or yes, sir. wherever you go. Okay, so so and and, and you, you you both have been players on this very team because I, I think I looked at the inception of the Fargo Invaders was like from twenty twelve, so it's been going on for a while. Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. And and so where do you primarily get your players from? Um Fargo, Grand Forks, uh a couple from the Twin Cities. Um Fergus, yeah, yeah Fergus, Fergus Falls. Fergus Falls. Yeah. Just like we got, we got a lot of colleges around here, ex players that didn't go to the next level that still want to play. So we got a lot of um, towns to pick from around here. It's a good spot. Well, yeah, a lot of schools in in the in the area, sure. And and so, like, uh, do you have any Grand Forks kids on the squad right now? Yeah, we do. Yes, sir. Oh. As a matter of fact, your your quarterback right there is currently in Grand Forks. Oh, that is he's from here. Well, he, he ain't from there, but yeah. he resides. Oh, he's, he, he lives up here. From the cold. Well, that was yeah. Devonte though, too, right? Well, well, yeah. yeah. But, but Devonte was was resident in Grand Forks too, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Javante uh, uh, Johnson is a is is like like the resident stud at the YMCA Noonball. He, <laughs> I played with him a few times. He all right. He got he got three pointer on him, but he all right. Yeah, yeah. That's that's well, he's. He's a little bit faster than most of the guys he's trying to play down there, you know, because they're well, eight, he's, he's 80 pl- years old. He's playing in Kansas, though, right? Yeah. Okay, so so uh, is that Tavante Gamich? I suppose we should get him up on the screen there so we can see what he's got to say. Yes, sir. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, so there, you're you're actually in Grand Forks. Yes, currently residing in Grand Forks. Um, I had previously been on you guys' show, uh, I would say, in 2021. Um, I was... Therefore, the Mendak Titans. Oh. I was one of the, the top receivers at that time frame. Now transitioning to quarterback. Well, then he knows Smalls. Yeah, yeah. So, so the 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 first the first incarnation of the sports show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've been around. Oh yeah. Well, that's that. So you've been in the studio. That's nice. Yeah. Um. So. Transitioning to quarterback from from being a wide receiver, um, isn't isn't it usually the other way around? <laughs> uh, typically, typically it is the other way around. Um, and my and my I guess my athletic ability that I was given um, when it comes to making transitioning, all it takes is a lot of a uh, little bit of hard work and some dedication, and I can master any position as far as the skill wise. I can't get down there with the old linemen, but any <laughs> skill position, um, just a lot of hard work um, and dedication and. I'll be able to master master anything. So um, that's an awesome attitude. <laughs> there's, there's, I appreciate that, <laughs> Raven. Okay, um, so so you, you guys know uh, Bill here was a football star at the University of North Dakota. Maybe you got a spot for him. What do you play? Oh, I was a I was a running back back in the day. How big were you? How big was I? I was uh, six three, about two fifteen, two twenty. Oh, come on out! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we had leather helmets on back when I played, though. Oh lord! Yeah. <laughs> oh, lord. Yeah, You're he, not that old. No, he he, kid, he likes the kid. He 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 was quite the running back. Him and his him and his brother are both in the University of North Dakota Hall of Fame. Okay. Oh, that's nice. And uh, yeah, he he held every running back record in school history up until mid nineties. Mm. So where are these guys from? 
Well, you college wise. Yeah, you you're asking them, Bill. So so, Devontae, where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to college at Middle Georgia State down in um down in Georgia. And that, and and you play what receiver there then? Uh, I played quarterback down there, uh, down in uh, Middle Georgia State. So is that the, NAIA or is that? Uh, uh, it's <laughs> NA, it, at the time it was NAIA. Now they're um, transitioning to uh, to JUCO now. Oh, okay. Uh, after after my my stint there, um, we end up I end up taking the team to the championship. We end up losing in the championship game, twenty three twenty five. So after after kind of. My tenure and time frame there, they kind of was able to make the transition from the NAIA to uh, JUCO. So, so you 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 were a quarterback previously, then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So not such a huge jump from from receiver. So quarterback to receiver, back to quarterback. Yeah. You yeah, must you must exactly. be a little bit athletic, I, I, A little bit. <laughs> well, San, Fran, San Francisco used like about ten quarterbacks this year. And, yeah. yeah, hey, they went through it this year, for sure. <laughs> yeah, they did. Okay, well, uh, how about as far as coach and uh, uh, team president, where did, where did you fellas go to school? Um, I went to UND. Uh, that's why you yeah, got the Hawks shirt. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, was, I was mad they got rid of the logo while I was there. I was mad, so this is as close as I could get to it. You and every other resident of this town. <laughs> I know. Suck. That logo was so sick. So, so what years were you here then? Uh, 2012 to 16, 15. So Kevin Maurice was your coach? Yeah, Maurice was there and, um, and, um, Manasa and, ah, I forgot his name. I forgot the other one name, Manasa, Maurice, and whatnot. And then like right after I left, they brought in, that's when they brought Bubba in. Oh, Okay. Yeah, and I came down to the Fargo Invaders and was with them ever since. So, so you were on the teams when when Siobhan Mackey was playing defensive back. <laughs> I actually know him. I actually know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where he's at now, but I knew him back then. Yeah. Well, we saw that his his the back of his jersey and his number quite a bit. Yeah, he got lost in the end zone <laughs> quite a few times. Hey, if you only knew him personally, he thought he was Jalen Ramsey before Jalen Ramsey. Oh, I know. Because I, I, my, seats, my seats were behind the UND bench, and when he came off the field, it was already everybody else's fault. <laughs> yeah, that sounded about right. He thought he got faster when he cut the dreads, but he ain't helped. Yeah, yeah. No, he... <laughs> We we got we saw him get get turned around quite a few times, but so so how about um, owner uh, president over there? Uh, where where did you go to school and play? I actually did not um, attend college for football. Um, I was in North Carolina for a small time, and then I moved up here. My first next level experience with football was actually the Fargo Invaders. Oh well, that's. I would just assume that you must have been a player with these guys somewhere along the line, knocking heads. But uh, you know, it, so, it, it, it's not for everybody. So, who's actually in your league then? In our league, well, yeah. currently we are preparing ourselves to be a 2024 expansion in the CIF, and if we get the investors and the ownership group behind us, then we will be in the league with Rapid City and Sioux City and uh, Billings Outlaws and all that current stuff. Like, that would be Omaha Beef then, too? Yep, Omaha Beef as well. Uh, Topeka Tropics, Southwest 
uh, uh, Kansas Storm, I think. Because, like, now weren't you playing teams like in St. Cloud and Duluth or? We, yes, sir. In the cities, uh, we actually was playing uh, teams in Sioux City as well. We mm-hmm. beat them in 2019 to win a championship, our last championship, before COVID kind of ruined everything. But some of your games were outside, though, too, because I think you were playing at Red River, weren't you? Or, yes, sir. We, we or at least when it was the Grand Forks team. Yeah, the Grand Forks team. But that was mm-hmm. when we were, like, uh, still deep into the semi-pro. Now we're transitioning to the pro. Mm-hmm. Okay. So is, is is there a team in Bismarck? Currently, it's on hiatus. Uh, there's a lot of... I know originally it was like some North Dakota uh, law or something made it a little hard for them, from what I heard, to have like insurance. Oh. Um, now that that's passed, though, I do hear that they're on the resurgence, and I believe they're actually attempting to come to Fargo as well. Well, competition right in the city. Right in the city. That'd be kind of neat, though, I think. Cross, you know, in-town rivals. You'd be like yeah, New, New York and Chicago, like 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 the Knicks and the Nets and the Jets and the Giants and the Cubs and the White Sox. They 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 have to figure that out after we establish. They got to stay where they at and put that on hold to <laughs> yeah. get going. They gotta wait. Exactly. They gotta pay you a franchise fee to come in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this our town. They got hey, stay out there in Bismarck. Okay, well, well, before we get into just a little bit more, I got to do an ad to pay the bills here, so hang on. Um, Southtown Poorhouse. Every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse. Stop in for your favorite drinks and, of course, happy hour. Buy one app and get one half off every day from 6 to 8 p.m. And you can't forget about $3 burgers on Tuesdays and the awesome steak specials on Thursdays from 5 to 8 p.m. Make sure to check out SouthtownPoorhouseGF.com to find out when your favorite band is playing live. Every day is a great day at Southtown Poorhouse 2015 Library Circle next to the Grand Cities Mall. Open Tuesdays through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Looking to hire also. And the bands this weekend on Friday night, it's Sushi Roll. And on Saturday night, it's DJ and the Atomics. Oh, boy. Well, Sushi Roll, I think Raven saw them. Uh, no, no, no oh, I no, haven't. Right. I made fun of their name you, before. That's, that's what you did. You oh, made fun. I, I thought she went and she was too drunk. She couldn't remember that she was there. As I'll, if, I'll, Bill, I'll, that was you. You said you were going to get really wasted last I'll, week. I'll go, with, I'll go with that version. Okay. You guys, you okay. guys, knock it off. All right. Well, all right. So, so back to the football, guys. Let's get the qu- quarterback back on. And I actually, I got a question. Well, here we go. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. <laughs> here we go. Always let her speak. Oh, my gosh. Monty picks on me. I'm sorry. Um, what makes you passionate about this sport? Um, I've always been passionate about football. I started playing football in, I believe, the third grade. Um, and then from there, I kind of feel like, for me, it was family-driven. Like, I had a talent at a young age, and... My fa- it kind of made me like a golden child in the sense like everybody's like, don't let him get in trouble, protect him because that's the ticket right there. It's always him. So I feel like to a extent it was forced on me, but I embraced it because it was an escape for me. Growing up in St. Louis, football was an escape Ooh. for me. Yeah, that yeah. That, yeah, that would be a uh, a place to be tough to stay out of trouble. 
It is. It is. But football definitely helped with that. And it's a place to take out your frustrations and not get in trouble for it. So, well, and, 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 you know, and the fact that you, you, you mentioned the, the whole, uh, you know, staying out of trouble and your family and, and friends trying to keep you uh, in line, uh, you know, on a straight and narrow. Uh, you guys must have seen the John Morant stories going on this week. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that guy, it, it, he's, he's, he's got to get his priorities right. Yeah, I ain't never seen nobody make it big and fight their way into the hood. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly, and that's that's exactly it. That's exactly it. He's he's he's, he's and from everything I've seen and read, it's it's like he went to like private schools in the suburbs, and he wants to be a gangbanger. And I don't know. I don't. Uh, growing up around it, it ain't nothing I wanted. And like like I said, to stay out of trouble, I was the person that would. When I'm bored, I go on YouTube and learn more about football. That's what I do as a hobby. I mean, it sounds boring, but it keep me out of trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, let's you know, take up your time with other things for sure. Yeah. Well, um, how how about the uh, like? What do you got? Uh, I was gonna say I got a question. Um, so this is Dale, the producer, off camera. So just kind of curious from playing uh, indoor football slash arena football. Uh, I've only had a chance to go to one of those games live, and I absolutely had a blast because you know half the field nonstop scoring. What what was it like transitioning playing indoor? slash arena football compared to like regular football was a bit of a switch getting used to it or or what was that experience like man it (laughs) was insane especially like when you when you go from the semi-pro that we were doing to the pro and the the amount of fans ramp up and the passion for it ramps up um because they don't have nfl team in south dakota that is their nfl so the fans were crazy. It was so loud. Tavante couldn't hear my calls in his headset. I'm screaming at him. He's throwing his hands up at me. Um, <laughs> I, I did notice for a lot of the guys, the game was so fast. And I was like, because the, the field is so small. So as to where you're used to using your speed to get away, it's like uh, quickness is more valuable than speed in, in this sport. Because you, you're running, and it's like, oh, man, I'm out of room. <laughs> and you look back, it's like there's three guys that – usually can't catch me right up on me. So <laughs> Running into those was, boards can't be a whole lot of fun either. Tavante, you can speak to that. You <laughs> okay, let's hear what you uh, got to say. I would say um, the biggest transition for me is, is um, the calmness aspect of, of being able to keep everybody composed because it is an indoor and kind of sheltered environment where <laughs> – where you can hear pin drops, you can hear people eating popcorn, you can hear the different sounds, and 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 it's also easy to be distracted in that time frame because a lot of my teammates, they some did get a somewhat of a starstruck moment or, or a sense of moment like, wow, I'm really playing professional ball in this arena, and there's fans, and there's another team that's bigger, stronger, faster, and it's kind of like they did in a sense get that starstruck uh, starstruck moment. But that's probably the biggest transition for me, just getting everybody composed and staying on one accord from the beginning to the beginning of the game to the end. And of course, yeah, those boys are not nothing to play with. Like it's it's not fun. Like normally you can run out of bounds and no one touches you, but they're they still on continue to hit you through the board. They wanna knock you over the rail. So it, it was just a just a big kind of like wow moment, like, yo, you really don't care about my body, I see. Like, did you still yeah. push me into the wall? I, I know catching, the, just from the one game I saw in a few arena games I saw on TV over the years, that's got to be something where you see players just 
literally getting almost clothesline or flipping over the walls to the side. <laughs> That's yeah, that, that was, so you don't nah, have I the. Mean, is there? I definitely experienced, experienced a little bit of that. Um, I guess one of the opposing players he did kind of look out for me. Their, their safety, I can't remember his name or number. But as one of his teammates trying to lift me over the wall, I was like, man, I got you. I was like, appreciate you. Because literally, your, your other teammate wants to throw me into the fans. <laughs> so they so, they take the glass off? Is that what they do? They take the pucks off? Yeah, they take off? the glass off, and they just keep all the, the foam around it with, with all their banners and different things like that. So also for, for I know, original arena football, and I think they changed it up over the years, but it was like a Ironman football playing both offense and defense in the same game. Is that similar to what it is for the league for the invaders are playing in right now? Or is it kind of a mix? Some players just do offense, some just do defense, or a lot of players do both? Um, we, we fortunately, we've been blessed enough to have enough talent to for guys to go one way because we have enough talent to where we don't really need any guys to go both ways. How many you got on your roster? We have 35. 35, if they show. So we actually have a question in the comments. Oh, um, how many players per side, what do you say? Repeat that because I didn't switch the mic. Say it again. <laughs> so we have a question in the comments here. Um, how many players per side? It's eight per side, eight everything. Eight special teams, eight offense, eight defense. Uh, usually don't want to go over 28 on an active roster, 35 on a total roster. Okay. It's super competitive because, like we were saying, we got all these colleges around here. And once we do officially go pro and we have to pick from talent, you know, that's not very many spots. So just about everybody's uh, eligible to receive the ball then? You Um, just got got, a center and two guards that can't? Yep, you got your center, your two guards, your running back, quarterback, and then three wide receivers. And then on defense, you got your three-down lineman. You got a Mac linebacker. He's the only linebacker that can blitz. And then you have your Jack, who's like a safety linebacker hybrid. And then you got your safety and your two corners. So so what's the dimensions of the field? Well, it's a hockey arena. Well, yeah, I know. So, so It's 200 feet long by, what, 55? So feet by 80. 80. Yeah, it's, there ain't a lot of space to run. It's it's incredibly small. And, and like one of the things I found out coaching it is the coach is actually on the field during the arena game. Um, I am on the field back behind the offense, uh, up against the wall. So while <laughs> I'm trying to coach, fans are pulling on my jackets. They're asking for autograph. They're like, "That player on your team is good. Get them over here." They're like, "What you guys got going?" Like full blown conversations, and I'm like, "Guys." I got to call a play in. Like, stop touching me. But they, are, they are insane. Well, so so being on the field or inside the boards, too, are you, you uh, vulnerable to getting hit, too? If we have a bad enough snap and it come in the corner, I got to get out the way. <laughs> That's... So, yeah. Like, I'm right there on the field with the players. Well, you got Bill. Well, I've refed some football games before. And if the clock goes out, there was always a coach that we would at uh, Leeds, that Monty knows where Leeds is, and that guy always wanted to be on the field right behind the quarterback and stuff and run the clock for you. And I said, no, 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 don't worry. I'll take care of the clock. You don't have to, you do not have to be on the field. But he always wanted to be on the field, that guy. Yeah, clock, clock management in our first game was, it was a little bit of a problem in our first game because 
it it was so hard to communicate with my quarterback to get the plays in. So we're trying to beat the clock. And then it got to the point where there's a few plays where I'm like, you are an extension of me. You know what I'm thinking. Call the routes I want. And he and he would get them right. And I'd be like, oh, okay, he is an extension of me. We got a little bond going on. <laughs> so so when's the next scheduled game? April 22nd. Oh, so you got a little while while to get out there, and because because this this game that was uh, played against Rapid City was kind of like a exhibition or out of league game. Yes, mm-hmm. well, their league's starting a little earlier than yours, then I take it. Or so currently, we're making the transition to become a team in 2024, and these three games we have scheduled is pretty much to showcase our current talent. Uh, and show investors what we are offering and what we are bringing to the table. Um, we're making the transition as a semi-professional football team, and out of the four pro, I mean, semi-professional football teams that played against the pro team, um, we are actually the only ones to score, and we scored 21 points. The rest of them got goose-egged or field goals. So... Uh, we're the the league itself is actually trying to back us as well because they believe we have the talent and uh, we just got to find the resources. So consider these three games that we're playing right now um, a way to broadcast and showcase showcase our talent for our investors for next year. Well, well you know that sounds great because Fargo is a Fargo Moorhead's a great community for sports teams. I don't know this time. I- yeah, for, yeah. I mean, I anything I, football in Fargo is big time. Well, sure, you would know. <laughs> I, but but no, I I can see that city getting behind you guys. And I guess the question that came, I was thinking about was, what was it like to get the uh, city to allow you to get into the Shields Arena? I mean, were, uh, were were they receptive, or did you have to coax them a bit? No, he was really receptive. He believes that in the next two to three years, they will be a, a professional arena team here. Um, he just, in the meeting that we had, he was very adamant that he does not want a team to come in like the Fargo Freeze did way, way back when and play for a season, maybe two, and then leave. He wants yeah. he wants a long-term commitment. So he's very, he's very excited about it, whether it's us or another team comes along. He's very excited about it. So I have a question too. You mentioned like becoming a top or transitioning into a top arena team. Like the whole arena indoor football league atmosphere has changed exponentially so much over the last several years because it used to be arena football was the top one for many, many years. And they had AF2, but then they merged, but that only lasted a few years. What's it like for people who may have been out, out of the loop for the top arena football leagues? What are, what are the ones they keep the eye out for as, as the Southern Plains football league moves up the ranks there? Um, current, current arena leagues that you want to keep a lookout for as far as like explosive competitiveness and, and just all around great fun is, is gotta be the IFL and the NAL on the East coast. Um, I also believe that the AFL, the arena football league is making a return. At least I've seen some stuff on Instagram and Twitter. Don't, don't uh don't quote me on that. Yeah, I got hard to keep a track of because I think wasn't it like Arena Football One when they merged the two like a, f- a few years back? And then I lost track of that. Was that still Arena Football One? No, no. Okay. They, 
that's defunct. And then there was uh, the CPIFL, which is now the CIF. Uh, so it, it, they've then changed a lot in the last five to seven years now. So, yeah. Now, I I cover, uh, I host a video game show on GFBS. We do uh, some other shows on, on GFBS, uh, Midwest Super Pixel Pros. And they've only, there's only been, Arena Football has been going around since, what, like the late 80s. Uh, but there's only been just a handful of Arena Football games. Have, has anyone had a chance to play that? I think there was Kurt Warner's Arena Football on the PlayStation. And then there were a couple on PS2 and Xbox. Have, has any, have any of you ever, or have you ever done like practice sessions to be like, let's play video game Arena Football? <laughs> <laughs> no, haven't. That'd be interesting, though. I'd love to see something like that at one of our practices, so we could get the feel for it a little bit more. Because when we just when we showed up in Rapid City and we walked out on that field, being our very first game, we found out really quickly that it is completely different, fast paced. We we're tired by the second quarter. It was it was a lot. So we should have probably done that. <laughs> no, yeah, the, the one on PlayStation One. It's it's like pretty much NFL Blitz by the same people. So if you remember NFL Blitz, it's just that, but with like arena football rules and uh the ones on ps2 and xbox were made by a lot of the same people from ea so it kind of has a little bit of that madden like feel to it but a little more fast-paced and arena rules those were a lot of fun um I, I, another follow-up question i guess uh, correlating to other like uh media for movies i thought it was really cool have has anyone here seen the movie all american underdog that's where we got to see arena football in movie form so we see so many movies with you know traditional football high school college but never on the arena indoor football league level just curious if anyone's seen that and how arena indoor football was treated on the big screen i haven't seen it that was the one with kurt warner yeah. wasn't it yeah it's pretty much that the kurt warner story with uh zach zach levi i believe yeah right now yeah i got i got a chance to i got a chance to watch that movie my mom had uh she she felt inspired uh for obviously for me taking the transition from me playing 11 man to now playing arena ball so she um she said it was a great movie she had got we ended up getting a chance to watch it and it was it was very inspirational just to see like the path to understand like everyone's path on on this football journey is different everyone's journey in insightful all comes to an end and it has a beginning just a matter of where you want to end and let your story and your narrative how football went for you because Kurt Warner could have easily accepted the simple fact that he was doing so well in the arena and stayed there and continued or continued his path on that journey. But in the end, he wanted to be in the NFL. So it all led to, to the end of his road, which was the Super Bowl. Yeah. In the Hall of Fame. Yeah. In the Hall yeah. of Fame. Not, not discredit in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that, that, that's such a good inspirational movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. If anyone hasn't seen it, All-American Underdog. Uh, yeah, great movie. And we, we saw a flash on the screen there. That's someone who joined us in video form for the first time. We should welcome our, our, our West Coast Connection, Supersonic Steve. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Supersonic. Supersonic Steve. Hey, I got my, uh, got my Fighting Hawk shirt on, too, and my Cougar hat. So yeah. I'm ready. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I've never seen your face in, like, person and you don't look anything like how i thought you looked <laughs> you repeat that, Raymond. say it again oh my gosh supersonic steve you've been calling the show almost every time i've ever done this and yes, i have sir, to I say have. yes ma'am sir wow <laughs> um, I okay caught i caught myself uh no you look totally different than what i thought you'd actually look like 
Really? In a, it, well, he's much like Bill and I. We're we're, we're old time sports old. aficionados. You know, we we we've been following sports our whole lives, and um, he's our recurring guest from the West Coast to give us the insight from what's going on out there. Um, we're, we're thinking you should be making some fighting Sioux shirts instead of fighting Hawk shirts, since you've got all those T-shirt connections. I'll hey, I'll do it. Send me one when Send you do one. it. Send me one. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> everybody wants. To. <laughs> yeah, that's my school. Hey, hey. Yeah. I ain't, I ain't enjoy a lot about Grand Forks, but I enjoy UND. It's a good school. Yeah, this, the community in Grand Forks surrounding like s- the sporting events and whatnot, it's amazing. Because yeah. I I have been to like major league sports events where people are just trampling over you to get in the door. Like no one's actually considerate. Okay, but literally to go to a hockey game at the Ralph or a football game, you know, like at the Alaris, it's entirely different here. Well, what else is there to do in Grand Forks? Um, <laughs> Drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, I just took up swing that, dancing, so there's that. I've never had interest in hockey, but I love going to the UND hockey game. <laughs> Seriously, absolutely. It's such a community. It's weird. You, like, if you haven't been to one, you can't describe it. You just have to take that person to the game in order for them to understand. A lot of sociability going on at those hockey games. Yeah, a lot of visiting, that's for sure. Um, and, 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 you know, to, to not just pound on the hockey team, but the, uh, the University of North Dakota football program has actually been on the upswing in the last couple of seasons, and Bubba's got the, that, that team. And basketball's coming back, too. Well, we're, we're, we feel like we're within a whisker of beating that ag school down the street. <laughs> They can smell those bison right now yeah, where they're right, yeah, in Fargo. They, they can smell the dome right there. I, I can't talk too much because we we in Fargo, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know you're in Fargo. Yeah. We can smell you through the screen. No egg school. Yeah, you, you guys know that old adage, adage right? You go to yeah, do, you, you go that, to that you you. And Grand Forks ain't too kind either. Well, you, you you go to Fargo to learn how to farm, and you go to UND to own the farm. <laughs> you know that, right? You're welcome to use that, because honestly, after hearing him say that, I think I used it three times within a week. <laughs> You'd never heard that one before, no, Raymond? No, I've never heard think, of that one. That's I think Bill invented great. that in the early 70s. Well, you can be a pharmacist if you want to go to NDSU, or you can be a doctor or lawyer at UND. Huh? Or or a pilot. Oh my yeah, gosh! Our, oh my god! Yeah, a pilot gets Big a lot money. of people here. That too. took off. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about sports, but I'm the comic relief, so that's that's why I'm here. <laughs> so I, I, I guess bring it bring it back to sports. Uh, now with uh, other football leagues getting national te- television attention now this last couple of years we got the usfl that returned last year and xfl back in its third form on national television this year how's that is that getting a lot of talk in the for, for indoor football league levels there about more opportunities opening up to uh, or you hear much about recruitment or scouts in the area stuff like that 
Yes, sir. Matter of fact, that's what a lot of these guys who are in the Arena League are looking to to pursue now. Now that there's the XFL and the USFL, and they don't necessarily have to go super crazy like Kurt Warner did and become a Iowa Barnstormer Hall of Famer and, and try to get a, a walk-on, they can actually do the XFL and USFL now. So a lot of guys are, are attempting to go that route now. I believe, actually, Javante Johnson is trying to go that route as well. Yeah, he's expressed that to us. What, what we, we had him in here um, a couple months back, and uh, that's his, his goal is to try to keep on climbing. Yeah, I talk about it being like uh, when you mess up in high school and you got to take the JUCO route. You know, you take JUCO, then you transfer to the D1, then you go to the league. It might not have to work going to the league out of college. You come play arena with us, and then you go to the XFL and you find your way to the league. Well, and, and, and you know, that kind of translates uh, the sports worldwide. I mean, you see a lot of, like, the, in the NBA, a lot of times the guys that have gone – uh, the long route to get there end up being those more solid citizens of the the league itself. Mm-hmm. You know, so they did the work to get there. They were never entitled. They had to grind for everything. That's exactly. Sure. It. Well, it sure, sure seems like the transfer portal has Oof. kind of changed college too. That all of a sudden, if a guy is pretty good at NAI or JUCO or wherever or division two they all of a sudden think they should be playing for usc or ucla or alabama <laughs> well, I find out they the one percent and you wasn't that one percent like you thought <laughs> right <laughs> true true well and, and we had steve up there on the screen um steve have have you been seeing any uh issues with the transfer portal out there in washington Oh, I think it's affected all of us out here, uh, especially now after we've had some success like the WSU thing, you know, with the girls winning that uh, Pac-12, you know, you'll st- start seeing uh, the, the get lady there has done a great job. She recruits from all over, but uh, all over the world. But, yeah, you're going to see some of those now that they've actually you can see them on TV a little bit because WSU is not really, you know, on the t- tube much. Uh, but, you know, winning, and then they had a couple really good players. One of them was that Legler Walker. Uh, she was uh, champion or MVP of the tournament. So, but I think she's a senior. There's a couple younger ones. I would venture to say, and I know the Cougar boys have lost a lot of guys uh, for it. So, yeah, and so is WS or UW. Yeah, it has definitely affected it. Well, I've actually seen Little League tournaments out here where first place teams win like 2000 bucks at 12 10 year old you know so you're seeing all this money coming in and i don't know where it's going to go yeah it is a different world these days i mean the sports for sure um you know and and the transfer portal and the nil i, I mean the the naming imaging licensing rights and that kind of thing they've, they've it, it it's it's about to explode even beyond what it is already and and one of the things like this transfer portal, what we've seen, I know the University of North Dakota men's basketball team has suffered uh, the last couple of years with guys bouncing out of here because they got a little bit of uh, stardom or, or some statistical uh, achievements and, and then they hit the road to go to bigger, better things they think and don't necessarily end up that way. I mean, I, I, I want to just speak on that. Just it's just a um, it's a it's a loyalty aspect, like being loyal to yourself and also being loyal to to an organization that took a chance on you. So it's a it's a give take thing. Like when you don't have loyalty 
within yourself, you will bounce around and you will choose other routes instead of sticking out, sticking out where you started, grinding out and becoming the star that you always will be intended to be if that's your route or if that's the end journey for you. So I look at the transfer portal as, as a form of, of an escape from hard work in a sense. Because now if you do get that sense of stardom or that sense of statistical achievements, you are coming into a situation where you're put on a pedestal because you transfer here and this particular school wanted you or whatever the case may be. But I, I look at it from a standpoint of just being loyal to the organization that took a chance on you and bringing them to a certain standard without the next generation know that standard. That's that's my mentality but and my viewpoint on the, on the, the portal aspect. That's a good way to put it, for sure. I, and that's kind of the, what, I, what, what I look for is, is, is the athletes that they did take a chance on and bring in when no other schools were looking at them or, or offering the, the type of opportunity. And, and then to have that little bit of success and, and start seeing, uh, uh, the what do they say, the grass isn't always greener on the other side of that fence. And that's what's happening. We've had uh, guys leave, and then we don't hear of them again. So it wasn't so great there. No, no. I mean, they don't even end up. And then and that's one of the things we've been seeing with the uh, transfer portal is that of, geez, we had numbers here a while back, and it's it's like less than 10% of the people that hit the portal actually end up on another team. Yeah, some so of the statistics are not real good. <clears throat> I think they should have made it if the coach that recruited you leaves, then you're allowed to transfer. Because a lot of people get stuck under a coaching staff that they never wanted to be under. They want to be coached by a specific coach, and he leaves. But outside of that, I think they should have left it alone. Yeah, yeah. well, that's and that's because I'm an old school guy. That's what I think too. Is that it's it's just it's gotten way too easy to to take off because in the old days, you know, you had to sit out a year. Well, I think it's a lot more difficult for coaches too. Well, I think- it, well that's and that's exactly it. Is I mean, the old time coaches. You, it was Jim Beheim went off on a rant here a couple of weeks ago talking about how it's ruining college basketball because they, they he can't. He today. There you go. So Supersonic Steve with some, some news there. Yeah, he's done. 47 years. Yeah. So done. Like they talk about making college more competitive, but they just made it less competitive. Now the same 10 teams are going to stay on top every year. Yeah. <laughs> the ones like that have the money for nil. <laughs> Yeah, and I get it. Like, say Lincoln Riley left. That's a QB creator. It's like, I wanted to play quarterback for Lincoln Riley. He leaves. Well, I want to transfer to where he went because he's who I want to learn from. He gives me the best chance of going to the NFL. Uh, that makes sense. So, so let's see. Um, who, who's the guy that was Jacksonville's coach that got fired this year? NFL. Uh Oh, oh Irvin, Irvin Meyer. Irving Meyer, yeah. Yeah, it's Bourbon Irvin. Hey, 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 hey now. That was my that's my Florida Gator coach. That was <laughs> Florida Gator Hall of Fame. He's the same person no more. He Bourbon Irvin now. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, and then he gets to grab Yeah, some some grab asses. He, he couldn't he couldn't he couldn't resist those cheerleaders or something. <laughs> that was a bad hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, and I thought it was gonna be a good one. I was like, I always wanted to know what he would look like in the NFL. He got a team, and I was like, oh, this is yeah. bad. No, I did yeah. too. I actually thought, and and early on, I thought he was getting a raw deal. I I thought they, you know, yeah. were were 
grinded on him, but apparently he did enough himself to warrant it. I still thought he was going to end up at Nebraska. (laughs) I think Nebraska would have taken him. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was over when he signed Tim Tebow to to tight end at 50 years old. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a bad move, too. (laughs) But those quarterbacks, they can play any position. Devontae, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it, it has to be in you. That's something you can't force on someone. That has to be a natural, God-given gift right there when you can – move around and still dominate or still make a name for yourself at a different position. Tavani, I, I, I was watching some clips you posted on your social media over the last week here. Uh, like I, if I saw, did I see this right? You made your first scrambling touchdown as a quarterback. It was just like a, a week or two back? Yeah, my first professional professional touchdown. Yeah, it was my rushing one. How, how did that feel going do, doing as a scrambling for, as in the quarterback position for the quarterback? Um, what was that honestly, like? Um, it, was, it was a relief because I knew it was just more so of getting my feet under me. Because I knew for a fact uh, when it comes to running, not not too many guys can keep up with me when I'm at full capability or I'm, I'm out in the open. So that was just a relief for me. And I told the team, like, if I score, if I can get us in the end zone one time, just best believe we're going to turn up for the rest of the game. I mean, we we had our hiccups as far as the communication between center and his snaps. But I knew for a fact that I, if I could score in against the professional guys and could score against this professional team, there's nothing that could stop me. And from there, we, we um, me and my me and my top receiver, uh, Constant Jackson, we we we're doing our thing from there. Awesome. Uh, so now it was it was definitely a relief, but an excitement at the same time, and I just felt like, wow, okay, now that's under my belt, there's more work to be done. I that 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 sounds very cool because like yeah, now get the get that you know the use a Steve Young analogy that from the old Super Bowl speech there you know that quote you know get the monkey off my back now I can focus just uh, getting more yeah. more in the game with the, all the exactly. other aspects right exactly now that now I feel like going into the second arena game um the second pro game I'll be a lot more confident and a lot more cool and put my my my, my shades on and be more relaxed because now I've been here before I know what it takes I, I know the the type of environment we're going into like so I'm I'm very more say prepared now than I was before. So and, definitely and, a lot of more points will be put up for sure. And, that's and how I know for sure. A crazy, a crazy fact for y'all that's nuts is I had actually found out that I had the wrong arena football rules the night before the game. So <laughs> at eleven thirty at night, me and Tavante go down to the hotel lobby. We pull two other players out their bed at eleven the night before the game. I draw up a new playbook. We tested out at like 12.30 at night, and we're like, we're running with this. So we drew up a whole new playbook the night before the game and came out in the game. It was kind of rough, but not so much because of the plays I drew up, but the speed of the game. So to be able to get with Tavante and the relationship that we built, be able to talk and, and get the mental calmness over halftime and come out and put up 21 points with a playbook that I drew up the night before the game, I thought showed a lot of promise. That seems like something you you see like right out of a movie almost. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like we were literally in the hotel party room, falling plays and running them on air. <laughs> well, yeah. are there a lot of differences from from the different leagues then, or as far as the roles? Yeah, nobody told us that uh the NAL, uh, the NAL, and the AFL and the IFL and. All of them have different rules. We just figured, you know, 
it's, it's all arena football. They all should have the same rules. And we get there, and he's like, no, that's that's why that whole first half we didn't we didn't score at all because we were breaking the rules the entire time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know there's difference between the CFL and the NFL, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like in practice, I'm teaching my linebackers. You cannot back up past five yards. You are in the box. Uh, yeah. And then I'm, I'm the ref pulled me to the side, and he's like, Coach Jones, do you know the rules? I was like, yeah. He's like, my linebacker can't back up past five yards. He goes, not true. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> uh, that sounds like the, the Manning brothers when they were doing the AFL-NFL uh, all-star oh. game. Yeah. <laughs> they were always saying, well, that's not the rules they told us. And Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's like, your linebacker actually cannot be within five yards before the snap of the ball. And inside the goal line, one of them has to declare their blitz in, and your guy can't be five yards uh, within the quarterback when he hikes the ball when they're in motion. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are most of your plays running plays or, or passing plays? Um, We have a lot of passing plays. The running plays are more so – the running plays are pretty basic, being that I only have three linemen. So there's not, like, right. a lot of pulling and stuff. I do do, like, a, I have some plays where I'll let the backside guard or tackle or whatever. Like, we not going to work about the backside guy on some plays or whatnot. But for the most part, they pretty simple. But we do have a lot of route combinations passing. Yeah, I would imagine. So so as far as the uh, team president uh, owner there, the uh, – uh, quest to to get uh, funding or or more backing for the team is that just basically going around to business leaders or business owners in the Fargo Moorhead area and seeing if you can't get them or is it going to banks or what what exactly goes into that? So far, it's it's business leaders, banks. If we got uh, business owners and we got a guy who's he's the owner and he's just interested in owning a professional football team. And we were talking to him too. Like we, we got a couple of meetings set up so far. We definitely got our fair share of rejections so far, um, and a lot of it stems from that that team back in the day, the Fargo Freeze. They're just they they like the idea, but they don't think it's going to work. Um, so yeah, a lot of it's a lot of it's businesses. We well, and then I yeah, completely understand that because we had a baseball team here this summer in Grand Forks that uh, we had high hopes for and folded folded mid-season, you know, after we had been out to some games and covered some players and, and done some things. And and then just like that, they were gone. And it was kind of a, a, well, it was more of the league management and the managers of the teams having issues. And so there's a lot to deal with, for sure. See, the thing I'll say about us, though, is, we will be joining an established league. So as far as a league collapse, uh, businesses don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And then as far as us as a team, the difference between us and that past team is the is the passion. Yeah, yeah. Like me personally, my guys are not going to go out there and get blown out yeah. the whole season like the last team did because I'm not letting it happen like that. I'm going to – I got some connections. I'm going to call some people. I'm going to draw some stuff up, and we're going to find the end zone one way or another. And as far as Clyde, with all the time and effort that he puts into it to keep the thing going once we go, they don't have to worry about losing that money, especially when we have a chairman of the league actually backing us and supporting us in this move and wanting us to make this move. They don't have to worry about that same failure as the last one, although I do understand where they're coming from. 
Well, what I what I see from all three of you gentlemen tonight is uh, passion from top to bottom. So we've got an owner president who who is deeply involved, and 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 you can see the passion there, and hitting the community, and 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 you know just keep pushing. And then as coach, you're 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 relaying the same message, and of course your quarterback's doing the same thing. So yeah, I, I guess I would look forward to having you guys back on uh, a little bit later in the season or as the season progresses and see how things are going. But um, we got to get back into our sponsors and our advertising. So um, we're gonna have to let you guys go and get you back on again sometime in the future. We'll have to go down and watch a game, Monty. Well, yeah, there, that Bill, you're always the rational one. Road trip. Thank you so much for having us. We need a road That's trip. Terrific. Yeah, um, we'll. Oh, one, one sec up. I guess, uh, but before we let you go, how people interested in not knowing where to find you guys? Social media, websites. How can people tune in to find out more about uh, Fargo Invaders games and just where to find out more information? They can. So they can look us up on social media on Facebook. Uh, you know, Fargo Invaders. You can type in our website www.fargoinvaders.com or .org. And either one, we have two websites, and they'll take you straight to our social media page. Um, if you want to watch any of our games, uh, any of these pro games that we'll be doing, you follow us on social media, you'll get constant updates. I'm, I'm on the social media page every day updating, so you'll get constant updates. And all you have to do is subscribe to the Champions Indoor Football League YouTube channel, and you'll catch our, uh, our games there. And for any business owners that are interested in partnering with us, you can reach our president at Clyde at FargoInvaders.org. FargoInvaders.org. Sounds good. Yeah, well, we'll push that for sure. Cause, uh, and, Bill, that's a great idea to get down there and see a game. So we'll have to figure out when, when and where we can get there. And, Raven, you're in for that too? Yeah, road trip. Road trip. Let's Road do it. Road trip. Exactly. We can't take Katie love with. love to have you guys. Why can't? No. If she's not going, I'm not going. Nope. <laughs> we need to, we're we're we a need pair. She's a bad influence. We're, no, 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 no. If, we if, even if, have our own podcast if, together. If, she's if, my girl. If, if, if they come together, we're going to need bond money. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Won't she come if there's some barbecue available? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, some ribs sound so good right now. <laughs> yeah, I got you. You just got to come to the game. Okay, yeah, sounds go. good. What, what days of the week are your guys' games usually on? So these next two CIF games we have will be April 22nd on a Saturday, and then the next one will be May 15th on a Thursday. They do award us some free tickets, so if you do decide to come, all of you can get in for free. Mm-hmm. All right. I try for that Saturday. I can't do it Thursday. Okay. All right. Well, Katie, you're up for going to road trip. Uh, when and where? Oh, Fargo. <laughs> well, we don't. We have. I was it. listening to all of that we on a Saturday. We don't, we don't have so it'll be after some Saturday in the future. We'll maybe let you bring your tennis racket. Oh, thank you. We'll have to go to the. We'll have to go to the four ten too while we're there. Oh, <laughs> now you're getting dark. Let's, okay, let's, if she's <laughs> bringing her tennis racket, I'm bringing my horse. I was just gonna say that. All I was right. That. All right, guys. So. uh Devante Gamage, Coach yeah. Jones, President, thank you guys for being on. Uh, enjoy Best the rest of the up. night. Thank, and, you, thank, you. thank you again, Mr. Steve. Luck, guys. All right, thank guys. You. All right. Well, I think we're going to hit a couple video ads here, yeah. and uh, and then we'll be back. 
and after a couple of minutes here, we'll cover last half hour of the show, covering the rest of the week in sports. So we'll be yeah. right back after these commercials. Are you still putting off that project around the house that's been bugging you forever? Do you think you can wait until spring and call a contractor and have the work done ASAP? Well, good luck with that. Executive Properties has openings right now to get that project done. In fact, you can check out their Google reviews. Diane says Executive Properties did a roof project and remodeled a bathroom in our house. We were happy with their quality of work, and the projects were completed in a timely manner. We will use Executive Properties for our next home project. Get that project done sooner than later. Call Executive Properties, 701-330-1273. Ideal Power Solutions is your electrical contractor serving residential, commercial, and agricultural customers right here in the valley and surrounding area. Installation, replacement and repairs of wiring, outlets, light fixtures, panel upgrades, electrical conduit, and more. Ideal Power Solutions has the training and expertise to tackle any project, big or small. Whether it's residential, commercial, remodels, new construction, egg projects, and custom builds along with service work. The Valley has an electrical contractor you can count on and trust. Call Ideal Power Solutions in Grand Forks, 701-213-3805 to find out more or go to IdealPowerND.com or find them on Facebook at Ideal Power Solutions, LLC. For all of your electrical contracting needs, make it Ideal Power Solutions in Grand Forks. All right, we are back. All right, so um, yeah, was that actually two ads there? Or was that one? Yeah, that, that was two. two. That was two both of them. I yeah. see. I didn't. I didn't catch the first part of that. Wow. Oh well. Okay. So we got other sports going on. We still got Supersonic Steve in the house. A um, little bit of that Cougars. Oh, uh, oh, wait. oh wait, Monty. I forgot. Yeah, the audio. I forgot. We, we got, there we go. Now oh, we got there Steve. we go. Now I got you. We had you turned down. So, okay. uh, Steve, the uh, that that women's uh, Cougars team that won. Um, they, they, so they're they're in the big dance. Yes, they are. That's an automatic berth. Winning the Pac-12 championship. And the so, championship or the tournament? Oh, the tournament. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, they haven't finished. Pac-12 well, they, tournament. They just finished the tournament. Last what? Two nights ago. Monday night. Yeah. So so so. Um, they didn't win the conference though. No, they did not. Because because no. this was this this was like an upset. Oh yeah, I think they came in as a six or seven seed. Oh, so fairly deep in the pack. Yeah, and then but they were playing well at the end of just like the boys, but they're playing well at the end of the year and walked through it. Actually, the only they did UCLA gave them a tough game in the championship, but uh, I think UCLA was a two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just you know I just briefly caught some of the information on that, and then of course the uh, the Gonzaga team is uh, in the tournament, huh? And they beat St. Mary's. And yeah. is <clears throat> so. Well, Were we going to talk about the Mighty Bison too? Well, <laughs> okay. So, so Supersonic Steve, they had the uh, Summit League Championship last night, and it was Oral Roberts University versus the North Dakota State Bison, and all all the. Uh, Folks around this area have uh, been bragging up Grant Nelson, the star player for the uh, Bison. He's a six foot ten, yeah, six uh, ten, six ten uh, forward that's got pretty good ball handling skills, and how he's uh, glean- from Devil's Lake, g- gleaning some uh, uh, 
NBA attention, uh, and, and and well, Oral Roberts put the put the slap down on them last night. So, yeah, it was an ugly game. They from start to finish. Oh, they they got down about fifteen right away, and they were down thirty at half, and yeah, they yeah. didn't come back at all in the no. second half either. No, they didn't. It, it stayed it stayed about a thirty point spread. We were uh, where was it at? Where was the game? Sioux, at? Sioux Falls. We were uh, talking before the show a little bit, and there, I, I did watch the Summit League tournament games with UND against uh, Oral Roberts and Denver. I liked watching UND beat Denver in the opening round. I mean, spirits were high. They kind of were in control most of the game. Three-point shooting was good. Eagle Staff was on fire the second half of the game. But then when they went against Oral Roberts, it was like, oh, man, just you know, they were the number one seed. They were just toying with UND. From, yes. the, from the start. So, 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 yeah, Oral Roberts knocked off both University of North Dakota and North Dakota State. Well, and it looks like we, you need to get a hold of their nutritionist because it seemed like a good chunk of the Oral Roberts players were just jacked to the gills. <laughs> well, that one guy, they got a guy that's 7'5". Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he was blocking a lot of shots last no, night. And, and so I, I'm not, I wasn't following the conversation of the announcers of that game but seven five, but also he's got a twin brother or t- he's got or, or set of twin, twin brothers. brothers that are seven footers. Also, there's like and three seven said, footers in the team or in the family. And one of them from one of them's at Alabama, and he's in the band. The other seven one's at Central Arkansas. Well, all I know is I heard the talking about trying to. Trying to buy clothes for your kids when they're seven feet tall. Or shoes. Yeah, anything. <laughs> yeah. You see, I mean, is he from America? You don't see kids that big. Yeah, they, they did have a guy that was from Nigeria, though, too, or on somewhere. That, in, oh, yeah, on, on the Oral Roberts team. Right. Yeah. So, no, they've, they, they, they've recruited all over the place. But I think that seven-foot-five kid was a U.S. citizen. Yeah, he, he started, like, at Arkansas or somewhere else, and then he transferred to Oral Roberts. But he was a defensive player of the year in the conference too. Well, at seven five, I'm sure he blocked some shots. And, oh boy! And boy, yeah. they were sure talking that team up. That you know, obviously, <clears throat> for them to get in, they had to win the conference tournament, and because they basically said they would not get an at-large bid. Yeah, I was listening to that too. They said that so. That- basically, that's saying that NDSU won't stand a chance for a. Oh no! NDSU came into the game at sixteen and sixteen, or something like that, as far as a record. And I'm like, so you can't they, get. They in might. There. They might go to the NIT. I know yeah. the Bison women ended up second in the conference standings, and that's an automatic bid to the WNIT. Ah. and they did. I did see that they did put a bid in. They had to put in a bid for six thousand bucks to host a game. Uh, so so so. South Dakota State won that tournament, though. Right, they won by about thirty points. Yeah, they, they the were girls. They were dusting everybody off, kind of like what Oral Roberts was doing in the men's side. Right, but no, somebody gave them in the semifinals. They only won by like five points, the, and I think that was just against Omaha too. Well, you know that earlier in the year, Oral Roberts visited UND, and UND men played them to like within five points. Yeah. And then the following day, they played NDSU down there in Fargo and slaughtered them. 
And oh, so that's they, when they that's, looked really good last night, and they were oh yeah they was, were bombing them from three point line too yeah, and dunking. They were they were yeah they just outmatched all the way around. And my my point I guess bringing them up was that so Grant Nelson has been getting these these looks from potential NBA scouts, and I'm like, if you're a potential NBA player, then he should have been dominating that game last night. I, well, the other thing that you can say too, he's he's got a couple couple options here. You know, he can declare for the NBA and go early to the NBA if if he thinks he's going to get drafted in the first round or second round. Or he's going to be one of these guys that just might decide, well, I'm going to enter the portal portal and go somewhere I'll, else. I'll get some nil money and I'll get to play at a well higher I, level. I, I Well, and, and I think he's already getting some nil money from some insurance company down there in Fargo because he, he's been doing some TV commercials and that kind of thing. So, uh, I, But I, nothing like what the Alabama quarterback gets or Ohio State. Or, well, no. I mean, they're, they're, yeah, they're, there's, there's college basketball players. That, well, look at Bronny James is a millionaire, and he's in high school with yeah, NIL. And, and somebody else sets that up for him, too. I mean, there's... There's well, organizations and stuff on these college campuses that set this up for the individual player. So, so um, individual players. Uh, Supersonic Steve, we were uh, the second part of my title tonight was Jaw Moron. <laughs> <laughs> Great. What do you What do you think of that kid? Uh, um. <sighs> Metal case. Well, did you did you hear our football guys talking about him? They 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 said they'd never seen a guy um, trying to go from being a millionaire to the hood. <laughs> They're all trying to go from the hood to be millionaires. Yeah, he's going the wrong direction. I, you know, I, I have to say there's some mental issue, mental, uh, you know, yeah, you know, something going on upstairs. It's not. The wires aren't connected, or something. You know, I don't. I don't get it. Well, he's. And, you know, and, you would. You would think he would have some people behind him that could kind of point him in the right direction, but maybe he doesn't even sound like he's willing to listen or apparently try not. And take some advice. I mean, he's just going down bad road in a hurry. Well, you know, being in a club and waving a gun around—that—that's a no-no in anybody's circle. Right. Yeah. I, I just. You know, I mean, I don't. What, what kind of dose he? Made? He's probably making what six, eight, ten million a year, maybe more. And so oh, he's making more than like, that. Yeah, he's uh, he's well, he's, well, he's he's. I don't think he's on a max contract yet, but he's. Oh, he's, the basketball players are the ones that make the money. Yeah, well, <laughs> he's not going to be making much if he keeps that stuff up. Well, it started. It started as a two-game suspension, and now it's up to four, and and there's no end in sight. Um, the Denver police have uh, released their investigation and find that there's inf- insufficient evidence to charge him with a crime, but the NBA is still doing an internal investigation, and because it's their image, um, you know, they well, look what they did with Gilbert Arenas with the gun issue yeah. in the locker room. Yeah. And then part of the issue is, is how did he get that gun to Denver? Did, did he get on the team plane with it? You know, that, that's one of the things that's coming up. And then, of course, all kinds of people on the social media are sticking, oh, no, he had his, his entourage drive to Denver and bring it to him. 
Well, oh, yeah. like, those no, guys go on private planes, though, right? Yeah, well, the it's NBA a it's an NBA private, but 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 it's a no no to bring some a gun right. onto the NBA charter the, the team's charter plane. Right. Just you know, or just like rule. yeah, just just like bringing it into the locker room. And, and and so he's he's in more trouble than I mean with the league than he is with the authorities right now, uh, and and then you know he's also the guy. Listen to this one, Raven. He's John Morant is also the guy. So Kyrie Irving had this big fat contract with Nike, and they took it away from him because he wasn't playing and he was doing the anti-vax thing and being a flat earther and God knows whatever else he had his nose into. So Nike dropped him and John Morant's who they replaced him with. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and Nike's kind of stood in the shadows to this point. What do you, what do you think Raven waving a gun around in a nightclub? Okay. If you're waving a gun around in a nightclub, in a public place. Okay. I expect you to get shot from someone else. I expect you to get shot and probably killed. Well, well what do you what do you think about a corporation like Nike though that that they they hold themselves out as like the uh, pedestal of sports equipment and 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 what all the kids are running around buying Nike shoes. That's what they're all wearing, and then this is their their guy that's selling them for them. Their contracts should be terminated immediately. And that's Immediately, a, and that's what I was. I was expecting Nike was going to drop him this week, and they haven't done it yet. Like I, I'm actually very surprised at that with a company that has such a big following to yeah. not take the lead and do something about it. Honestly, this just is showing to young athletes and kids that buy their product the exact opposite. Of anything good. I'm sorry, but like, what? In what world? In what world does this make sense? It doesn't. So, so okay, so let's move from, from Ja Morant to K.J. Osborne, the Viking uh, uh, wide receiver. Or is he wide receiver or tight end? Well, he's a receiver of some type. Yeah, wide a, receiver. He's a, he's okay, number, I actually... Three he's a number three receiver, and he... He pulls a man from a burning car, yes. so he's a hero. In Texas. Yeah. But so why don't they sign him? I, I don't understand. Exactly. I don't understand. And I, I, okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, I know Keith in the chat also was commenting on it, saying, uh, no brains, no headaches. So, But, uh, <laughs> but no, yeah. That, that, that is a crazy story with K.J. Osborne of the Vikings. Yeah, because... I don't know, did you get the details on this, Monty, here? Or? I, I did get some, but you, you, you have them in front of you there? Yeah, yeah, I got the details here. So, yeah, this is crazy. So this happened Monday morning in Austin, Texas, and according to the statement put on by the police, they said a man was transported to a local hospital with non-life-learning injuries, and K.J. Osborne, he was a fifth-round pick out of the 2020 draft from the Vikings, their number three receiver for the past two years. He was in Austin for the weekend, and he was visiting friends Saturday night, and usually when you hear these late-night stories, you expect the worst for the players, but this is a rare, good late-night story with players, and they were taking an Uber home when the driver noticed a car crashed into a pillar along the freeway. Now, Osborne, the Uber driver, and two other bystanders, they approached the car as the engine caught fire, so this Vehicle upside down, on fire, 
And the four rescuers, they, they, got, they caught up to the man. They, they convinced him to slide over to the passenger side. And at that point, Osborne said they were able to pull him out of the car about 10 to 15 feet away from the car to safety. Officers arrived on the scene about 2.32 a.m., so a bit later by the time they got there. And when they arrived, the man they removed, they, they said, according to Osborne, the officers said they saved the man's life and they wouldn't have been able to get him out of that vehicle without their help. So what a heroic story, right? Well, no kidding. And, and, it's unu- and it's very unusual for the Vikings because normally the Vikings have like a, a, a Las Vegas Raiders tone to their, their late night stories. How could you say something like that? <laughs> okay. so, but no, it, it's usually some high speed chase or, you know. Honestly, that is the best example of common modern day sportsmanship. Is players play like literally working to save someone's life, literally for the greater good. I, I, there is no better description of sportsmanship. There's really not. So I, maybe that's just me, but like you can't, you can't beat this. You cannot beat it. I don't know. Any other good stories? Apparently, there's this football player waving a gun around that didn't get shot, by the way. I'm sorry. I expect you to get put down like the dog that you're acting like. If you're waving a gun in a public place, I expect you to get shot. I'd probably die. Like, in what world? I'm sorry. So when you hear stories... Like, that are just absolutely insane, like the whole gun-waving thing, and then you hear about, you know, one-third of a team helping a guy out of a burning vehicle. There needs to be more light on the greater good, and it sucks that there's not. Well, yeah, I I would think, like, Nike would would jettison John Morant and get a hold of Osborne, like, Today. Well, that's the deal. You're going to hear everything about John Morant because he's the big NBA star, and you're not going to hear anything about this K.J. Osborne. Yeah, after today. Okay, other big Viking news. Uh, Eric Kendricks, the star uh, linebacker, was released. Yeah, I guess I didn't understand that. Well, it's the money. The Vikings are way over the cap, and they've got all this dead money that they put into the future. and So they're, they're having to cut guys and... This week, yet um, Adam Thielen's on the cutting board. Uh, Delvin Cook's on the cutting board. Um, Hitman Harrison's on the cutting board. I gotta imagine that uh, Seattle's probably got a similar situation out there, Steve. Where yeah, they, uh, you know, I I can't remember, but they're going after a couple stars. They're you know actually talking about uh, drafting another quarterback. Yes, I saw that today. You know, which... I Them and the Raiders. There, there was actually... Uh, you no, know, it's interesting to bring up quarterback moves. There was, I just found earlier today, I guess, or this week too, there was two major quarterback moves in the NFL. I don't know if... I'm, I'm sure you guys probably heard, or I don't know if you want a refresher here, I guess. Speaking of the Raiders, uh, they finally dealt Derek Carr... Uh, he signed, uh, or he signed with the Saints. So he signed, not a trade. Yeah, he signed because the Raiders released him. So Derek Carr, yeah, four-year contract with the Saints, and that he will receive sixty million dollars, fully guaranteed at signing, and another ten million once he starts year three of the deal. So yeah, sixty million in the first two years. So, uh, what do you think? You think do you guys think he'll be a good fit with the Saints? Well, I, I think Derek Carr will be fine with the Saints. Um, 
I don't think he was the problem. I've been saying that all year, that he wasn't the problem in Raiderland. Yeah, they needed a little more help. And then, Super Sonic, Steve, curious to get your insight on this. Uh, sp- speaking of Seahawks and moves, they, re- they reached an agreement with Geno Smith uh, for three years for $105 million, including $52 million in the first year. And, you know, he had quite the story. You know, the NFL announced him as a 2022 Comeback Player of the Year after spending the first seven season, seasons as a middling, lackluster uh, success in the NFL. Because I remember he was like the butt of jokes for, like, the Jets, right? Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so w- what do you think, feeling good about his prospects here after this last year being signed oh, to the absolutely. Seahawks for the coming years? I think so, and I think if the Seahawks do uh, draft quarterbacks, probably a smart move. They're weak in a lot of other areas, so I don't know if that you know how high a draft they'd want to go after. But uh, yeah, I think uh, they're going to be go- going after a bunch of stuff. Well, I think um, Geno Smith, you know, his his career was uh, revitalized in Seattle. And, you know, in, across the board in sports, that can happen to an athlete. You know, a change of scenery or a, a city that embraces you and actually, actually wants you, you know. And, and, and he and, felt comfortable here. You know, I, it, was a, it was a good move for everybody. I thought the coaching staff – I don't think too many people were all that excited to have him at the quarterback beginning of the year. Oh, no way. No way. Yeah. And then, you know, you watch him and, you know, he, he, he surprised – a lot of the people out here, including probably nationally too. I mean, he had a good year, and you know he deserved uh, that raise. Well, he got he got paid well, that's for sure. So yeah. um, the other thing, though, like the pundits were talking today about him, is that nobody expects him to duplicate the year he had. What do you think, Bill? I don't know. I if he did it last year, I don't see any reason why he can't do it again this year. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think he'll be fine there, and and I'm I'm, I'm thinking Steve agrees with us on that point too. That I think so. Yeah, I, I think, and he deserved it. I mean, he did have. I don't see why he couldn't do it again. Uh, get a little better. You know, we've had a lot of hurt. You know, our some of our running backs have been hurt. So it'll you know if we can stay with it, a good offensive line. I think we did. Our starting center for the last six, seven years retired, so we're going to have to replace him. But, uh, you know, that's one thing that Seahawks have never spent a lot of money is on the offensive line. Well, that's a tough spot, too, because the, well, the Vikings, the Vikings, the last few years, that's been kind of their Achilles heel is that offensive line. What do you think, Bill? Well, the Raiders and the Jets both still need a quarterback. Uh, yes, they do. So they're basically saying that. And I think uh, Lamar Jackson signed today, too. I thought they put the franchise, franchise tag. tag on him. Okay, yeah. so I mean, there's not a whole lot of quarterbacks left out there that have experience. So, so sort of one you got, you think the Raiders should go after for what's left? Well, I basically it's going to be Rodgers, the cheesehead. The yeah. Rodgers, Rodgers is either going to go to the Raiders or the Jets. Well, if he goes to the Jets, it's like deja vu, 2007, all over again, right? Packers quarterback goes to yeah. New York, starts sending g- pictures Broncos. of his genitals to the cheerleaders and the. Oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't yeah. she a, a trainer or well, something? Well, yeah, somebody. Jen's radio or something. Jen. Jen. What do you think? Before we get into this ad, who is playing with that squeaky toy in the back? I've been hearing uh, that. Too. How can you hear that? Now. 
That's going to go away right now. Oh, no. No, introduce us. Who's playing with the squeaky toy? Got a grandkid Uh, there? We we got a new dog, and uh, I was going to tell you, we named it LeBron. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So here's our new dog. It's Rip. Is the dog's name really LeBron? No, it's Rip. Oh, Rip. Okay, heck yeah. No, I was kidding. I wanted to throw that. Oh, my goodness. Oh so my gosh! We got, we got a new puppy. Yeah. Well, and 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 also we got Char in the picture there. We should probably introduce oh. her. We haven't had her on. <laughs> hi! Oh my gosh! Hi! Yeah. So we got a new puppy. <laughs> oh, the star of the show, right there. Right. Oh my gosh! Well, I could hear that squeaking, but I thought it was these jokers in the back back here. <laughs> oh, we don't have jokers around here. Oh, yes, we do. Oh yes. So, all right. Well, I'm going to jump back into this ad here real quick. Uh, River Cinema 15 in the Shire. Make your next dinner and movie destination at the River Cinema 15 in the Shire Bar and Grill, located inside the River Mall in the East Grand Forks. Either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant, The Shire, or take your meal to the movie you'll be attending. This week's featured attractions are Cocaine Bear, Jesus Revolution, Year of the Dog, Magic Mike's Last Dance, Devil's Peak, Marlowe, Amazing Maurice, 80 for Brady, and a few others. Don't forget, Tuesdays is $5 movies all day long and the $5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Do you do that, Bill? Uh, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm supposed to be at the Shire tonight, though. That's right. The Rivers, I know. The Rivers Cinema 15 has multiple theaters with luxury recliners, expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages, and is family owned and operated by the company, which also operates the Grand Theater in Crookston. Visit morefamilytheaters.com for their latest showtimes. And if you want to check out those showtimes, it's on rivercinema15.com. So when's Monty going to bring up that Class B basketball deal? Yeah, I'd say it's, it's uh, Monty, I don't know if, we got a bunch of notes here, Monty. I don't know if you want to flick it over here real quick here. Yep, there we go. So do you want a lot of local tournaments going on around our, like, our last 10, 15 minutes? Where do you, you want to start with that Class B basketball there? Well, no. I'll, I'll, well my four wins Indians... Uh, Defending state tournament champions from last year from the undefeated team, and they had a 46-game winning streak through the middle part of their later part of this season. They stumbled against uh, Shiloh Christian a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they were the five team, and uh, Four Winds was number one. Shiloh Christian was the five team. They played down there in Shiloh, which is Bismarck. Lost to that team, uh, and then they. And I, I kind of thought they'd peaked a little bit too soon this season. And they got knocked off last night in the semifinals of the region tournament by North Star, uh, which would be the Kandu area. Uh, I forget who all is conglomerated there. But tonight, the North Star is playing Warwick. So the other Indian team is playing oh, in the championship. Champ. That's the championship finals, right? Yeah, tonight is, is Warwick Warriors are playing the... Uh, and so that's another uh, predominantly Indian team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they've got some pretty good athletes on that team in the past. They've had a couple of Mr. Basketball North Dakotas out of Warwick, North Dakota. And, and so, yeah. Well, you said something about where they you had some guys that were sick? or Well, yeah, um, apparently, so Four Winds has only got two guys of any real meaningful size. That's Deng Deng and then um, Dalen Leftbear. And Dalen Leftbear had sprained his ankle and didn't play last night. So that's you're, you're missing your, your second 
inside outside player and and he's, well, I, he's, I, a, he's I a pretty good up, player. I looked it up on their schedule too, and they had beaten North Star by twenty points earlier yeah, this year. Yeah, well, they were missing. We got fans out there in the hallway. They they were missing a couple of guys. They they had one of their guards go down and uh, had to have knee surgery too. So they they're missing two guys. Uh, the the one guard wasn't necessarily a starter, but he got big minutes, and so that reduced it down to so now you're playing freshmen and sophomores in those spots instead of juniors and seniors, and you know that makes a difference. And uh, but North Star and Warwick at it tonight. And what else do you have over there as far as the the, the basketball? So. I, I know I gave some scores to Raven here too. I don't know if she wants to go down well, down the, down the line of all the local tournaments and stuff, or and get, okay. we can all just jump in and, and comment on it from what we saw and, and for analysis. So, uh, Raven, why don't you start at? Uh, I guess uh, if we're sticking to basketball, just here on down. All right. So Class A tournaments: Fargo beat Grand Forks, <laughs> Red oh, River. Is this boys or girls? It's boys. Okay. Uh, Fargo beat Grand Forks, Red River, and Which semifinals. Fargo? Which Fargo? Oh yeah, many. You got six to choose from. Okay, cool. I don't. I don't have any of them. Oh. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, which one? Far, no, it's Fargo North. Fargo North. Wow. All right, Fargo North beat Grand Forks, Red River, and semifinals, seventy-six to sixty-five. Fargo Davies beat Fargo North in championship finals, seventy-three to fifty-eight. And then the girls' basketball, um, Grand Forks Red River lost to West Fargo High in semifinals, 57-50. to 50. West Fargo Cheyenne beat West Fargo High in championship finals, 69-56. to 56. There's a lot of schools in Fargo, apparently. There's six. Oh, Fargo and West Fargo. Oh, yeah, all of them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And they're, and they're contemplating more yet. More Fargo schools? Yeah. Well, now does Class A boys and girls play this weekend? State tournament, right? I I think they do. Yes, and then yep. the following week would be the Class B boys, because Class B girls is done. You're welcome. Okay, yeah, the Class B girls was. Uh, uh, does Raven have that information? That was a pretty exciting game. Well, that was that was the. Uh, uh, Central Cass, Central Cass played the Thompson Tommies, and uh, boy, the gal from uh, Thompson hit the three at the buzzer to tie the game and send it into over. Did you watch this, Bill? No, I didn't see. It. I, I I wanted to see Central Cass, and I never did see Central Cass. Well, and, and what's funny, uh, Supersonic Steve, Central Cass is basically Castleton and a few schools around there, a bedroom community of Fargo, and Thompson is basically the same thing, a bedroom community of Grand Forks. And those two okay. schools were playing for the Class B girls basketball championship here. And um, Thompson, I think, was the number one team going into the tournament uh, rank. And and so I was pulling, you know, since we know lots of people out there, I was pulling for that team. And Brewskies. Is that it? <laughs> oh, yeah, great, great, great establishment in Thompson. Oh, you guys, you guys were out there. Stakes. But but anyway, the... the, the uh, it, it went into overtime, and, and it was a close game back and forth, but Central Cass ended up getting the win, and uh, I think they had sisters, three sisters on the team, the last name Cotton, Central I think. Cass. Yeah, and, and so, you know, but either way, it was a, it was a good game. for um, the, the Central Cass in the semifinal, they played rugby, and that was an overtime game also. 
Well, I think their and boys have a chance to make it too. Central Castle, yeah, yeah, they do, they do, and and so they might be playing tonight for the championship. Yeah, that's the, well, the region championships are going on tonight, and that's one of the things uh, on the uh, radio I was listening to earlier today was they were talking about the possibility of Central Cass and uh, winning in both boys and girls, and uh-huh. how how few times that's actually happened anywhere. So I don't know. Well, it, I think Raven did have a few more scores from a few other, other tournaments going on too right now too. Yeah, well, well I was going to get back to her. <laughs> he never gets back to me. He's lying. Just <laughs> yeah, okay, so Class A boys basketball tournament um, do, 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 do. at Fargo, March nineteenth through the eleventh. So on March 9th, two p.m. Fargo's Davies versus Jamestown. Uh, 4 p.m. the same day, Minot versus Grand Forks Red River. Woohoo! Um, same day, 6 p.m., Bismarck Century versus Shanley. And then at 8 p.m. on the same day, Fargo North versus Bismarck Legacy. So, what, what's, so what, Shanley's going for their third championship now. Well, yeah, Bill's Bill's uh, high school has been whooping it up on everybody this year. They won the football and they and won the hockey, hockey and they're just he's he's all ecstatic. I can hardly watch a sport without getting schneid little comments on my phone. <laughs> Gosh. And you got War Road there playing in the high school hockey tournament. Yeah, War Road is playing um Hermantown. Huh? Well Hermantown played today and won six to zero. World plays the first game tonight, oh, so they would possibly meet in the championship. Uh, so, so earlier in the season, though, War Road and Hermantown played, and War Road won. Oh, okay, and so yeah. what everybody's looking for is a repeat. They want to see Hermantown and War Road in the championship. Um, to preface, uh, Hermantown made it to the the Minnesota State Championship in their division something like six years straight and took second. And then they finally won in the seventh year. Perfect. At least they got one. Yeah, they did. They did. But it, I and mean, that's where Sandlin's kid played at. Yeah, and 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 they're 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 basically the Buffalo Bills of of yeah. Minnesota hockey, or the, or the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you had to put that uh, in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a great tournament. No, there's really good hockey teams, but because those were the Class A teams, and the Class AA must play tomorrow now. Yeah, I think so. I, I I don't have any. Does Raven have any of that stuff? Um, no? I think you got one more tournament there on the bottom there from your scores. Yep. So now I have all the girls. Uh, so the Class A Girls Basketball State Tournaments, um, same day on the 9th, uh, 1 p.m., uh, West Fargo Cheyenne versus Bismarck Legacy, uh, 3 p.m., same day, Bismarck Century versus Fargo Davies. Um, and on the ninth as well, 5 p.m., Minot versus Grand Forks Red River again. Woohoo! Uh, 7 p.m., same day, West Fargo versus Bismarck. So, whole day of sports. And those are all in Fargo, gracious. right? You said yes. Fargo? Yes. Okay. And, and, and that Red River school is where you went to school? Yes, Monty. You and me are Rough Riders. Hey, Monty. I wanted to give your brother a shout out. Ah, yeah. You know, I almost forgot about that. Good. Yes. I'm glad you brought that the up. The weightlifting. Yeah. Did you Did you yeah. see that? He, yes, I did. He um he strong guy. Oh yeah, I I could still slap him around though. He 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 Not knows. For long. <laughs> no, I, he 
he um, he went out to uh, to the Arnold Classic, and in his weight category, he was the grand champion. Um, he's kind of a celebrity with that crew, those weightlifting crew these days. In fact, afterward, they had an after party, and he's also a guitar player. Oh, and, wow. And, and so they had some uh, uh, national known rock and roll band, I forget off the top of my head, but he was playing bass guitar on stage at this nice. after party, and they were all digging him, you know. Of course, that guitar looked kind of small, and his... No kidding. His, he's a big man. His, his ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> but he, he, no, he did really well. I don't know if he's going to... Uh, he had talked about this being his uh, final hurrah at this, but he also is the head of the North Dakota Powerlifting Association. So okay. he's been big in putting the events together in North Dakota, and uh, he's kind of taken over that. Um, but he also, you know, he had my dad in in the powerlifting, and, and I saw a picture of him. You know, he's older, you know, yeah. older in age, and he was lifting. Yeah, he and did well. So in the yeah the 80, 80 year old category, he holds the state records. Of course, there's not a lot of eighty year olds lifting, but uh, yeah, my dad gets into that, and he's kind of a rock star when it comes to the crowd around here too. For that, I bet. All right. Well, did you see at the NFL draft? There was a player that was doing some of the drills, and he blew out his ACL. Oh, no, I did not see that. So he puts a brace on, and he goes and lifts. So the, the linemen have to, you know, have 300 pounds or something on there, and they lift for as many times as they can. So you want to go like 30 times or 35. He ended up taken first with a blown ACL. Yeah, well, I mean, who would do it? I, yeah, I mean, the, the, I mean, I would go home and well, powerlifting yeah. on on your legs is is it's it's my brother's had numerous uh, hip and and knee injuries from from lifting all that weight because your body's not designed for it. I mean, he's 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 squatting and 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 uh, deadlifting like you know six hundred and fifty six hundred and seventy five pounds, and um, Jalen Hurts, the quarterback for for the Philadelphia Eagles, that was just in the Super Bowl. He um, squatted 600 pounds, and it took everything that man had to get back up in that squat. And oh. and, and I, I was going, you know, my little brother makes that look a lot easier than Jalen Smith did, or Jalen Hurts made it look. Wow. That's, That's huge. Right well, this guy's name was Andrew hmm. Vorhus. Vor- oh, yeah, I did see that. So so where where is he out of? He, he's out of USC. Oh, yeah. So, But... He really doesn't need to use his leg for the bench press. Oh, no. Because no. you're just laying back yeah. and you just... I know, before we wrap up here, uh, we got a couple comments in the chat. Keith saying Warroad leads St. Cloud Cathedral 4-1 to one with six minutes to go. Uh, Keith also said Moorhead plays uh, Edina at 2 p.m. tomorrow. And then, uh, Monty, your, 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 your boy John King saying Dad will be competing again this summer. Ah, well, there you <laughs> right go. And I, and I guess, too, before we wrap up, I know a few few of us in the studio here were at the big UND hockey games last week, and they had some exhilarating games both weekends against, uh, uh, was it Omaha they were playing last weekend, right? Yes, Correct. And that's who they're playing again this week. I know yep. Raven has a rundown of what went down there. I don't know if you want to recap it for us. I, yeah, it was actually a very good game to watch. Like, it, that was probably the best UND hockey game I've been to all season. 
So it was their last home game, and I met Katie there, and we oh, both yeah. saw everything unfold. Mm-hmm. So we won both From which nights. bar? Huh? Oh, thank From you. From the Oregon bar or the other one? No, we were not in any bar. I like how they make fun of us saying that we're okay. drunks and whatnot. I don't know about, like, you, you but, see like, we're drinking right now? yeah. <laughs> That's you guys have drinking. drunk drinking more alcohol in the studio than I ever will. So <laughs> let's, yeah, anyway. But, um, no. <laughs> well, Friday night, the score was 3-1 to one going into the third period, and UND gave up two goals to have the, <sighs> Omaha tied the score with 3-3. Three, three. Um, and then you know, UND came back and got the fourth goal. And we're talking like little, little, little time left yeah, in the, in the like, game. Mm-hmm. And and then Omaha scores again to tie it 4-4. And then they go to the three-on-three, and UND wins it 5-4. Yeah. Correct? So it, so Omaha, before we went into overtime, Omaha, it was like a minute and a half before the end of the third quarter. Like it was just a sliver of a chance where they got it in to tie it just so they can go into overtime. And then a minute into overtime, we scored. Like, it was actually really entertaining. Well, so so when it was 3-3, that's when Sandy and I got up and left because we oh, beat the traffic on. out of there and then listened to it on the radio. Um, they Old were, people, let me tell you. Yeah. yeah. So, so any, anyway, um, we... I heard it. I've been there. I got home and I got home in time to catch the very end of it and on TV and you know that's I was home and I didn't have to fight the crowd to get out of there and you know the the thing is is that okay then they won uh, two to one on Saturday night and with that UND gets the privilege of going down to Omaha this weekend to play the first round of the playoffs. Oh boy! Yeah. Gets to see Tyconic again, and 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 the thing about it is one one of the top right. seniors for for Omaha started out as a UND player and he transferred down there. So every time he touches the puck or his name is mentioned, he gets booed pretty generously here in Grand Forks. And but uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, there's that, and then of course Omaha's had lots and lots of ties to the Grand Forks program over the years, and they're. Um, Something about the Dean Blaze guy. Yeah, Dean Blaze, a former coach here, went down there and basically established that program in its inception and helped in the uh, getting the community to build the hockey arena down there. And now they're and then over the years they had a handful of Grand Forks kids play for him, and also former uh, UND players' children played for him. And, uh, so that's that's the UND scene. They're playing Omaha. Unfortunately, the Gophers are the number one team in the nation heading into the tournaments. Um, the top team in the NCHC is Denver Pioneers, and they're the defending national champions. And the second place team is the Western Michigan. Uh, what do they call them? The Broncos. Broncos. There you go, Welcome. Katie. Wow. Yay. I know my hockey. And um, wow, she does. Third, third place is uh, Omaha. Yep. And then fourth is Saint Cloud. That's correct. Fifth, fifth is Duluth. Fifth is, UND. fifth is Duluth. And then, then Colorado U- College UND. and then Miami. Yeah, there you go. That's the rundown. So um, UND basically has to win in Omaha and then go down to St. Paul and win that tournament to get a berth in the in the NCAA tournament. And I just don't see that happening. It's not happening. I, I mean, I'm all for I'm all for our, our team and whatnot, but it's just it's not plausible with the season. It's like it's history so far. It's yeah. just. It's not happening. They're, they're barely above 500. Yeah. What do you think, Katie? You don't think so either? I don't know. I'm sure glad you guys don't know anything about sports because 
they're making the tournament. They, they can technically win out. Uh, hold, hold the phone. Boy. <laughs> Bill, okay. Bill just went out on a limb. Here we go, Rave. That was a really long limb. <laughs> that 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 might have been a ten footer. Okay. <laughs> no, we need this in writing. I, if they pull this off. I owe you a beer. Should we make oh, another bed? A, a beer. A, you know what? Yeah, a beer. I don't do the twelve pack. I'm not up in the standings with Supersonic Steve. You know, like I, I haven't earned all my stripes yet, so it's going to be a beer. Okay, a beer. At the Ralph. So, so you're saying the bet is for you and D to win the entire NCHC tournament to qualify into the NCAA playoffs, the main playoffs, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, I'm just saying they're making the. They're making, the, making the regionals. Oh, okay. So how far is that, would that be then for the NCHC? Just to get it's go past part, Omaha? Yeah. Well, no, they got to. No, they got to. They would. They would have to. They would have to beat Omaha twice this weekend. Yep, that's the three. And then they'd have to go down to St. Paul and win at least two more games, if not three. No, there's only two. There's only four teams in it. Oh yeah, okay. So so two more games there. They they'd have to beat basically Denver and Western Michigan. The teams that are in or front. Or maybe of them. just win one of those games. Well, you think you think if if they win just one of those, that will climb them high enough in the pairwise? Well, I thought I saw in one of the polls that they're at twenty. Yeah. So it's the top sixteen that make it. I know. I know. So, uh, but I'm I'm looking at that pairwise, and I'm I don't know, man. There's a <laughs> as I say, there's a chance, you know. Kind of uh, okay, like, like Jim Carrey. Yeah. yeah. I was going to bust out. Always a chance. I was going to bust out that analogy, as yeah, Jim Carrey would say in Dumb and Dumber. So, um, guys, I'm afraid we're out of time. Before we wrap up, anything else that we didn't get to that anyone well, wants to work in before the, we wrap the, up the, with? The very last couple things I had to I have to mention my New York Knicks went on a nine game winning streak, and on uh, the other night. They had that big uh, Sunday night double overtime win over the Boston Celtics on national TV with the big win there to get that ninth win. And then promptly Tuesday night, they dropped a game to the lowly Charlotte Hornets in Madison Square Garden. So they kind of come sailing back down to earth. We all, don't care about the Knicks. Also, also the Milwaukee Bucks had that 16-game winning streak, and they had a 20-some point lead on the uh Philadelphia 76ers. The Sixers came back and beat them to snap that winning streak. And um, then the only other thing I wanted to bring up is Giannis had a triple-double because he missed intentionally. You see this, Supersonic Steve? I, I saw did. This. He, he, he intentionally missed. I didn't give it to him. He, he, yeah, he intentionally missed a shot so he could get one more rebound to give him a triple-double. And then the NBA reviewed it and took that rebound away from him so it was not a triple-double. What? Oh. Come on, Giannis. You were better than that. Yeah. And the only other thing before we wrap this thing up is there's a new podcast on Grand Fork's best source. Um, I don't think not officially, right? Or is it? Well, well, not officially yet. They've had a couple of, of video recorded shows, and uh, so the Pina Colada girls, oh Katie gosh. over here, <laughs> As and, I'm and Raven back. over here, have a little show they call the Grand Girls, and they sit in here and they talk girly talk. Oh my gosh, no we don't. In fact, he actually called in on our podcast just to see how we're doing, okay? Was, he makes fun of us, but he cares. I... I yeah. I was checking on their makeup and hair. You should have okay. Oh, you should have seen yeah. what she wore because he's an aficionado. Okay, that's why. <laughs> all right, that's all I got. Bill, you got anything? <laughs> no, time to go home. All right, Supersonic, anything over there? Nope. 
We're good. We're Go good. Say goodbye to Rip Go for me. Hey, hey, Supersonic, how do you like doing it? Steve, how do you like doing these zoom-ins? You want to think go forward with the zooms more going forward or yeah. call still uh, or I I'll do it. Yeah, I like it. It's yeah. good. I like to look at all you guys. I didn't know this was Especially Zoom. Good looking yeah. Jesus, Bill. Yeah. Okay, if you do Zoom, if we do Zoom with you, you have to have Rip on every once in a while. Just because. Well, he, horse. It, we will put him on. Yes. He's going to boarding school, though. We want to see that horse. Well, and, and, and we were thrilled to have Shar in the back there get a, get a little FaceTime with us also, you know. It's that. Oh, she's, yeah. she's, she's Sandy's relative, you know, guys. And, and, and oh, yeah. Sandy's actually been in here on the show uh, one time way back when. I've tried to coax her to come in for a cameo, but uh, she's usually too busy. Yeah. I don't think you can handle that. <laughs> I don't think you can handle your wife, me, and Katie oh, in the no. same room. That's, that, that's, oh, that's truth. That's truth. <laughs> what do you got, Dale? Uh, one last update from Keith. He said Warroad got the victory 5-1 to one there. So, um, yeah, I guess unless anyone has anything else, we're ready to wrap this up with your little wrap-up there, Monty. Oh, yeah, and, and Keith is going to be on the show with us live uh, the 30th of the month. All right. Woo-hoo! There you go. Keith. Right, have a good week. Yep. Bye, Thank Supersonic you. Steve. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, we're ready? Yep. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's Sports Highway. Catch us live every Thursday at 6.30 right here on Grand Forks Best Source, live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. If you missed us live, find our archives by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, streaming, or social media apps. We're everywhere. Support GFBS by leaving us a five-star review on Google or checking out the donate link on top of the www.gfbestsource.com website. That's all for today. We'll see you next week.